0: NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You use promo code PFF, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Min $5 deposit, $1 wager required. 1 per customer. Restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> Welcome in. This is the Thursday Night Football edition of the PFF Benny Podcast. As always, joined by Kevin Cole, and we are going to be previewing the Cleveland Browns heading, uh, actually taking on Denver um, on this Thursday Night matchup. Total moved down quite a bit already, down to forty-one point five. We have gotten some late breaking quarterback news related to Baker Mayfield not being able to go with the torn labrum in his shoulder. We're going to have a Case Keenum uh, sighting here on Thursday Night, Kevin. How are you feeling about this overall matchup? We've had a lot of, you know, spread and total movement. Do you think uh, the betting market is kind of in line with your expectations right now, or do you think there's like, you know, some other opportunities that you've seen?
1: Yeah, I think it's roughly in line with expectations. I mean, we've seen the number move down to two. I thought at five and a half or whatever it was when it first opened, it might have been a bit. Big anyway, even with Baker starting there, um, especially for the fact that he was going to be hampered. They're gonna be out of running backs. I mean, we all know running backs don't matter, but if running backs did matter, then Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb may be two running backs that actually matter. These are both guys who have been top-graded guys, top guys in tackles broken, which is probably the one stat that you can attribute most to a running back as opposed to just the scheme or the offensive line, all that sort of stuff. So those guys seemed pretty efficient. The the Browns had had the most efficient running game in the NFL by far. So it'll probably take a little bit of a hit here, um, not to mention the fact, of course, they have offensive linemen that are still out. So a lot of injuries piling up for, for the Browns. Yeah, I mean, it is ugly when you're looking at their injury
0: perspective, especially on offense. Uh, you know, not quite sure how even their receivers are gonna uh, project or play. But what do you what do you kind of see or make as like, the drop-down basically from Baker Mayfield um, to Case Keenum. Obviously, you know, we've talked a couple weeks ago about, how, oh, you know, uh, Browns in general, forward-looking analytic team. Kevin Stefanski continues to use play action, kind of put his quarterbacks in solid positioning. Of course, Case Keenum and Kevin Stefanski have had some, sex, su- some success together in the past do you so what that's what what was it? 40 and slip or
1: something right well breaking news breaking news here on the
0: podcast oh boy oh boy yeah that, that would be breaking news anyways but yeah i mean how do you think do you think kevin's fancy is going to be successful putting case keenum in the right spots in order for them to be able to cover two points now that that's basically moved uh below the field goal differential
1: yeah I, th- I think so i mean if you looked at baker mayfield this year when he was when he had been successful he was playing above average way above average when he wasn't under pressure, when they were using play action on early downs. So those are all circumstances under which you'd assume most quarterbacks would thrive, and particularly those who may not have the, you know, arm strength or these other sort of uh, quarterback attributes that would separate someone who can, you know, get a bucket, as they say, and be able to make a play happen. So Case Keenum... You know, he's a, he's a more diminutive guy. He doesn't have that strong arm. But like you mentioned, he's has been able to have success before if everything around him is okay. And they protected Baker okay last week. I don't think his protection was that bad around the tackles. I think they'll do a lot of screen game. I think they'll do a lot of running the ball. And if you look at the the Broncos, you know, they have Von Miller, who's been a applying some pressure those first few weeks, but they haven't been getting a ton of pressure the last couple of weeks either. So I don't think it's a huge downgrade, but it certainly is a downgrade. I mean, Baker gives you similar type of performance, but just on a little bit of an enhanced level.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think I agree uh, basically 100%. So do you see any value in the minus two spread for Cleveland? Obviously, it sounds like you're still maybe leaning a little bit towards Denver, but maybe uh, the approach is expect more of a defensive
1: game, 41 and a half point total. Anything on either of those numbers? I mean, I might lean slightly towards the Browns here uh, now that it's under three, but eh, I I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, I think it's pretty good um, as to where it is. I mean, who knows what will end up happening in this game? I mean, even on the defensive side of the ball, I guess Jeremiah Wusukoromora may be out. He's been playing okay. Um, He's been a guy who's been a disruptor in their defense, too. And, you know, the Browns defense have had one of these things where you just don't know whether it's systemic or whether it is fluky, and that is the fact that they've been giving up a lot of big plays on fourth and third down, a lot of conversions, where the offenses that they face, they've held them to a fairly decent success rate. They've just been giving up big, big plays over and over again, and they played some pretty strong offenses, too. I mean, they played the Chiefs, they played the Chargers, they played now the Arizona Cardinals. So it's one of those things where we still need a little bit more time, but I I would lean a little bit in that direction, but not too far.
0: Yeah, definitely. I actually agree. And I do think that is a really good point, right? Some of the, uh, some of the poor performances from the Browns defense have been in places we would typically say are unsustainable. Maybe they turn that around. Of course, you said played some of the best offense to the NFL. So, uh, maybe, you know, obviously the Broncos aren't anywhere close to some of the other offenses they've yeah. faced so far. Uh, I think they're like 21st in our opponent adjusted offensive grades. So, um, Maybe we see a little bit better performance from Browns on third and fourth. Some of those, you know, more random, unstable downs. I do, I do agree with you. I think
1: yeah. this is going to be kind of the Chargers hard. were I mean, like the opposite from an offensive perspective, right. and they fell apart last week. So it can happen. It can happen. Right. It can definitely happen. So, so how are you kind of seeing? Obviously, injuries
0: um, play a huge role in the player prop market as well. We are seeing, you know, kind of an opposite effect for the Broncos. I still think Jerry Judy is maybe leaning a little bit toward questionable right now. He could. Uh, potentially play I think that's obviously going to have an impact on the uh, Broncos pass game if he does uh, but how are you kind of approaching divvying up some of these like target shares Russian attempt shares do you think there's any value in any uh, player prop markets right now
1: yeah I mean just looking at it, our tool I think I'm largely in agreement with a lot of the stuff that I see here which is not much on the on the over I mean, we do have Case Keenum over one and a half touchdowns and I, I kind of like that I mean I think it's one of those circumstances where the the Browns obviously have a very, very strong passing office, but I don't think Kevin Stefanski will be afraid to let Case Keenum throw when they're in the red zone or the green zone or the gold zone. they all kind of zones now. Have you noticed that? That's like, uh, that's getting these broadcasts. Now, I don't know what the gold, the green, the red, we're gonna go with the traditional red zone, uh, whether he's gonna throw it in the red zone or not. So I think that could open up and, and I like that there. And then on the downside, I mean, we have uh, unders on, Tim Patrick, and also on Noah Fant to to go under there. So I, I don't mind some of those, especially Fant where I, he's been a guy who has been up and down and he's coming off of a, of an up week, but we'll see what ends up, ends up happening there. Um, so he's a guy I think could be a little bit interesting to, to go under, but I'm not really like enthralled with any of the other things. I, I do like the case Keenum over one and a half touchdowns though.
0: Yeah. 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 It is interesting. Cause we, you know, just got some of these uh, Browns player props and of course with You know, the injury concerns we didn't really see. Uh, Even, you know, writing my article that's coming out tomorrow, I didn't have the opportunity to even look at some of these Browns player props because they weren't up uh, basically within the last hour since we've been recording. I do really like Case Keenum. Plus 150 uh, on on him to go over 1.5 pass touchdowns. I think that might be uh, the correct play, even if you lean toward the game uh, going under. Like you said, it's not any guarantee uh, that the Browns uh, you know, rushing offense has any more success than their passing offense. So if I'm expecting one of those units to have success, I do agree that I think it's going to come to the air. Uh, you know, Broncos defense, basically 10th best opponent adjusted coverage grade, also 10th best run defense grade. So they're kind of been pretty stout uh, on both sides, but I, I kind of still buy into, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, some of those guys winning downfield for Case Keenum, uh, especially in some play action heavy, heavy sets and see, you know, Chemist Fancy open it up a little bit. So not a, you know, not a ton of real value in the tool. Make sure you check that out at pff.com. Right now you can get 25% off any PFS subscription if you use code pod Grades and data are live for every single player who logged a Snap last week. So go check out the highest graded players from week six and look to find some early value on spread picks and player props for week seven. What can you get with a PFS subscription? All of PF's locked article content pffs nfl and college football betting dashboards grade powered projections cover probabilities and betting values 0 to 100 grades of every single player including the top rookies on every team player prop tool which shows plus minus value for every nfl prop dfs optimizer wide receiver cornerback matchup chart and so much more support the pod and use promo code betting pod for 25 percent off any subscription let's move on to showdown kevin i know uh, you know, with the injury concerns, again, that obviously is going to play a huge role in how you kind of project out this game. How are you kind of approaching this from, uh, you know, a showdown perspective? Is this a spot where you are getting the defense involved? Defense is both involved quite a bit. Are you uh, still sticking to the tried and true skill position players?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the Browns defense looks interesting here. Um, well, Okay, so just to, from a like macro perspective on the slate, because of the fact that we have all of these injuries and we also don't have the most attractive options anyway, and you're going to have guys like D'Ernest Johnson who are priced way, way down, but is the kind of starting running back, I guess, um, is is what you're going to say. And you're going to have other guys like Demetric Felton and, and uh, who's their third running back, John Kelly, you know, who's minimum priced. And you just don't really know what's going to happen there because of that. It's going to free up a ton of salary. But the problem is when all of that starts piling into the couple of attractive options, and there aren't many attractive options, right? But if all of us starts piling into Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant and maybe some of the quarterbacks and perhaps you know Odell Beckham, um, if if you know, he's healthy and he's playing, or even Jarvis Landry who's healthy, he's playing, it can open up some value a little bit lower down on there. So I do think guys, I do think someone like Demetric Felton has. Upside, because I think some people will be learning toward, leaning towards to Ernest Johnson at a lower price, assuming that he's going to get this heavy, heavy workload, but Felton can obviously work out of the backfield and can catch some passes there if they need some help there. I mentioned the Browns defense, which I think is is interesting, so those are two main options that I think could be under own, not because it doesn't it fits against what people are thinking are happening here, but just because they're going to have so much salary that they can just ply into the bigger players right, right, right,
0: so do you think? Do you think, and then saying that, obviously, you know, both quarterback options aren't necessarily going to be all that, you know, popular from a namesake perspective. But since yeah. there is so much salary, do you think uh, you think you should still probably avoid those guys in the captain position? Or is this a spot where, you know, people still aren't really
1: going to have uh, those guys enough so they maybe make some worthwhile captain uh, roster ship? Yeah, no, I think I'm going to avoid those guys in the captain position. But again, for flex, if you want to of them, I think that's fine. I show a little bit more value on Case Keenum than on Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he is playing for the team that is the favorite, although not a big favorite. Um, so just because of that, and he probably will have a discount as far as his ownership number. So I would give him a little bit more, but I still think it's tough just because you don't have ceiling outcomes with these guys that are very right. high. So that's really the problem. I mean, perhaps if one of them gets a rushing touchdown, something like that, it's it's a possibility. But without those ceiling outcomes, it makes it hard to get a win in the captain spot because they are going to have higher salaries, right? They're not going to have low salaries as the, as the starting quarterbacks. So that's why I think it's safer just again, to concentrate on the quarterbacks in, in the flex spots and then try to opportunistically look for a captain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, it is, it is difficult. There's just like no real solid
0: captain option. So I think, you know, we could see some roster percentages spread out because of that. Um, I do think, you know, I do think both running backs for the Broncos are probably going to be popular
1: plays. Uh, in that approach, especially if you I like Broncos Gordon to be slightly more than Javante Williams. I mean, I love Javante Williams in real life right. but as far as how they're using him it's, it means basically a 50-50 split if not a little right. bit towards Gordon. Gordon is slightly more expensive in his salary here, so I feel like he's going to be rostered less because of the fact that he's more expensive because of the fact that Williams is sexier, uh, right. You know, back on, go. back on that topic again. Uh, back he's on. a little bit of a, a sexier pick, um, that there could be a little bit of value on, on Gordon here, despite the fact that that would go against many fantasy teams that I have Javante Williams on.
0: Right, right, right. And, and one prop that I like to bring it back full circle, maybe before we completely wrap up, I do like Melvin Gordon, over ten point five receiving yards. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. has gone over his closing prop number on that uh category five of six games. Been more heavily involved in the pass attack than I think people will still give him credit for. That line has moved up just one yard. It was at ten point five yesterday, up to eleven point five, I do think anything over you know twelve point five uh is probably a viable play for that. So we will see. That's one that I like. Again, kind of slim pickings a little bit. Any final thoughts or words of wisdom here, Kevin? Uh words of wisdom would be Get some action. You may need it. Get some action. For, you're for, gonna need if you want to tune in. You're gonna need some action to be able to hold your interest. I think I definitely I definitely agree with that. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening. in. From Ben Brown, run by Kevin Nicole. This was the PFF Betting Podcast.